What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, this week, we got a returning guest, uh, Derek Welch. He's coming back to uh, talk some Celtics. Uh, Derek, what's up, buddy? Garrett, how you doing? Good to see you. Great to see you. I'm uh, excited to talk some Celtics with you. Obviously, the season has opened up, and things look pretty good for the Celtics, I think. Oh, definitely. Definitely a you know, promising start for them. Yeah, so 3-1 uh, and one is where the team sits at the moment. Celtics won their first three games of the year, two of the first three. Um, I thought were pretty impressive. Celtics beat the Sixers and the Heat. Um, in the first two games of the year, uh, Celtics beat the Magic um, and lost to the Bulls the other night. The Celtics uh, don't play until uh, Friday this week. We're recording this Wednesday night. Celtics will play the Cavaliers on Friday. So, um, Derek, just some early thoughts about the team so far. I I like that they're setting the tone early and they're beating, you know, playoff teams. Heat were the one seed last year. Philly, big expectations this year. So I was glad to see them take care of business with those teams. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to panic yet, but, you know, the Bulls loss just kind of reminds me of some of those early season games last year. Mm-hmm. They let slip away from them. You know, they had control in the beginning half, and then they just let it slip and, and end up losing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that was definitely – a little bit uh, jarring. I think just looking at the way that they were able to start the year and play so well offensively and look, they're not going to be amazing offensively every single game, but it was a little concerning that, you know, they kind of went back to some of their old habits on Monday night. And I think, you know, you could chalk that up to a couple of different things, you know, last game of a road trip, you know, that's always a challenge for a team. Um, and then, you know, they, I don't know, jump out to a, a pretty much like basically a 20 point lead in the first quarter and they gave it away pretty much as quickly as they built the lead. Um, so, you know, yeah, I think fair to have some, some concerns about that game. Um, so obviously one of the big storylines, you know, before the season started was, you know, Joe Missoula being the interim coach. Um, so I think that he's done a pretty decent job so far. You know, it's hard for me to kind of have an opinion on how he's done four games in, but uh, Derek, what do you think? Yep, I agree with that. Um, It's a little difficult to just assess what's going on or, you know, how good he can be this year. Um, I really like his style of offense. It seems like it's a very Mm -hmm. up-tempo type of offense, and I think it plays well with our young players. And um, I honestly, you know, I think he's trying to set the tone, getting ejected the other night. Um, I was a fan, you know, you see it in baseball all the time when a manager needs to get his his team uh, riled up or, you know, mm-hmm. get fired. Um, you know, you get ejected and that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I've seen a lot of articles, even from um, Wojnowski, that, you know, it's really – what they're hearing is that it's his job to lose to mm-hmm. get that coach position. And it's not really a situation where they're waiting for Emei to come back. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I think he's got a lot of pressure, you know, coming off the finals, but um, I think he can do it. I, I'm going to try to be as confident as I can in him until he proves me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. You know, I think that their early returns are good. You know, obviously it, it helps when you win games. So, you know, I think that the three and one start is better than, you know, one and three people might be like, okay, is this guy really kind of a good enough coach? But I think being a part of Brad Stevens coaching staff, and then obviously part of Emay's staff last year, you know, he has a good, I think has a good feel for this group in terms of being familiar with some of the key guys. Um, but I think also as much as he was an assistant on Emay's staff last year, I think some of the changes that he's implemented have really worked, that they're playing a lot quicker. Um, you know, I don't know if they would be playing this way if Ime was still here, but, you know, it's nice to see that they've gotten off to a good start offensively. And, you know, while that last Monday night was frustrating, I think for the most part, they've done a really good job offensively. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so one of the other kind of storylines is uh, Jason Tatum and how well he's been playing. Uh, both he and Jalen Brown had... Uh, really good games the, for those first two games you know the two of them went for 35 in the season opener um, and then they both had really good games down there in Miami um, I think great to see the two of them playing so well early on absolutely you know all I've heard this offseason is that you know this is Tatum's breakout year you know mm -hmm. he's already broken out but just where he takes that MVP level step and I really hope that he can, you know, fulfill those expectations. And he's given us every reason to believe that he can do that. And he's improved every single year he's been in the league. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely would agree. You know, I think um, for him to kind of make that next step, you probably want to see him, you know, averaging some more points per game. But I think, you know, as long as he's developing the other parts of his game, I think that's huge. You know, he's already a good defender. I think that he's done a good job as kind of being a, kind of a facilitator, like being able to get other guys involved. Um, I think he's always been a good rebounder. So, you know, that's good to see. Um, I was excited that Jalen seemed to jump, come out of the gate really strong in those first two games. You know, last two games, I think, is not played as well. But I think just to see just to see him out of the gate strong and motivated um, is great. A great thing to see for him and for Tatum too. Great for Brown. You know, he said it after, I think it was either the first or the second game. Um, he's like, this team is not going to be bullied around this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Warriors and Draymond and all of them, you know, they bullied us in, in the finals and that's just how it was. And I don't think Brown and the team is going to take it this year, which mm -hmm. is probably yeah, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was like, um, I think I talked about this on uh, the podcast earlier this week that in, in that first game when Embiid got tangled up with Marcus Smart, you know, Jalen jumps right in there and it's like, okay, we're not going to, you know, tolerate any kind of BS. So, you know, you would hope that they don't, you know, necessarily like get into brawls or anything, but I think it's clear that, you know, they know that teams are going to be, or they, they know that they are going to be the hunted this year, that teams are going to be, you know, gunning for them. But I think they want to be like, 
you know, we're ready for it. You know, we can stand up to this. Right. So I thought that was, uh, that was good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any, anything that's happened in the first couple of games that you're kind of surprised by either, you know, pleasantly surprised or maybe like surprised in a negative way? Um, I have a couple, couple surprises. Um, Noah Vonley, you know, getting significant minutes for what he is. Mm -hmm. um, I think we need the size. You know, he comes in at 6'10", 250. Yeah. I think we need someone like that. He's a journeyman. Uh, he's been on like seven teams. He's a lottery pick. So I don't have too high expectations, but it's definitely interesting that he's mm -hmm. found some minutes in the rotation. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. What were you going to say about Noah? Oh, well, I just was going to say that it's interesting the, like the amount of minutes that he's getting and it's, you know, I, I wasn't thinking that Blake Griffin was going to start necessarily or get big minutes, but it is interesting. It doesn't really seem like he's playing a lot of minutes in the early going of the season. And maybe that's by design. Right. I definitely think there's room for Blake to get a few more minutes. Mm -hmm. I've also been kind of surprised about Derek White. You know, he kind of, like when they picked up Brogdon, I felt like he was the odd man out on this team. Mm -hmm. And he seems like he's really carving out his role on this team. And mm -hmm. I think he's someone that's going to be super important for this team coming off the bench. Absolutely. And then I took a look at just the minute. I think it, it was something that I was going to look at just the whole year. You know, Marcus versus Brogdon. And, yeah. Um, we know what Marcus Smart is. We've had his back for, well, not all the time, but mostly had his back for for as long as he's been here. And yeah, um, you know, it looks like Brogdon's only getting like twenty three minutes right now. Mm -hmm. I think there's an area where they split fifty fifty down the middle for him and Smart. I think Brogdon, oh. another huge contributor for this team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any, any other, any other surprises or was that kind of what you had? Uh, just one more quick one. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, just not seeing the floor. Yeah. Um, I just have like a bad taste in my mouth with all the different draft picks that we've had in the lower first round, early second rounds that mm -hmm. seem like they have some promise and seem like they can play and they seem to find their way on the, the bottom of the rotation. And mm -hmm. I just hope that we don't regret not playing Pritchard a little bit more, but I also understand how deep we are at guard mm -hmm. and how difficult it is to find him minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think looking at the minutes, you know, they've played four games, so it's hard to kind of, be like okay these are what the minutes are going to be like the rest of the season but it is interesting um the kind of lack of playing time that Pritchard's got because I think as much as they are very you know guard deep you have Marcus Derek White and Brogdon now I still think that there could be minutes for Pritchard because he's a guy that could come off the bench and give you instant offense you know you've seen his ability to knock down shots um you know I think unfortunately 
with his size, there are limitations defensively. And I think that that might be a little bit of a concern for the Celtics. So, you know, maybe it's just an early season type of thing. Um, but that was interesting, your comment about Brogdon and Marcus, that perhaps the minutes could be a, lot, a, a little bit closer, maybe at some point during the season. Um, you know, I love Brogdon coming off the bench. I think that he just gives their bench the ability to kind of bring another score in off the bench. So, you know, when Tatum and or Brown are off the court, or perhaps both of them are off the court, you know, who are you going to look to to score points? And I think that you've seen him pushing the pace and I think making things a little easier for some of the other guys on the floor. Um, one of the things I've kind of been maybe not surprised by, but the like small minutes that Sam Hauser is getting, he's been knocking down threes at a pretty good clip. So that's kind of been a pleasant surprise. I know that kind of in the off season after Gallinari went down, there was kind of this thought of, okay, who's going to be the guy that's going to step up and kind of give them those types of minutes. And Hauser, I think has stepped into that role a little bit. You know, he's only playing about eight or nine minutes a game, but you've seen him make some threes. Definitely. I also think, as you mentioned, Blake Griffin, I think that you could see him get some more minutes at some point. Um, I do think, you know, looking at this uh, Cleveland team that the Celtics are going to play on Friday, they have a lot of size. So possibility you could see Blake Griffin for a good amount of minutes in this game. Um, I actually have something I was going to ask you. So Grant Williams obviously got into a little bit of a issue with the officials the other night is uh, suspended for a game. So do you have an opinion on Grant as a player? Um, I think, you know, we saw it in the playoffs. He kind of broke out where teams were saying, you're going to beat us. Like Tatum and Brown aren't going to beat us. And Grant was able to step up and hit massive threes. And I think he's really betting on himself this year by, you know, not signing an extension or mm -hmm. uh, anything with the team. I worry that he might be a player that is too valuable and doesn't fit our salary. Mm -hmm. Where, of course, we would want to have him on the team, but giving him 15, 15, 18, maybe even 20 a year um, doesn't make sense for this team. So um, I think it'll be important for us this year. And then we'll just have to see what happens in the offseason. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, type of money Grant might get in the offseason. Um, you know, we know his kind of, we, we know about him and kind of his mouth and, you know, talking to the officials all the time. I'll be honest, it probably gets on some people's nerves, but um, I think he's a good, a good guy to have for the team, but very curious to see what they plan for him in the off season. So I think for me, some, one of the things that I've noticed in a couple of the games is the Celtics are having some issues rebounding. Um, I think specifically defensively, you know, you saw that kind of creep up a little bit in Orlando. Um, and then clearly it was exacerbated in Chicago with Vucevic 
pulling down 23 rebounds. Um, I think that's probably the one concern that I have for this team right now. And definitely, you know, without Rob Williams, they might struggle a little bit. Definitely. I think a couple things that stood out to me, um, our top rebounder right now is Tatum. Yeah. It's great that he wants to get involved on the rebounding side. And mm-hmm. I think he's going to have rebounds this year. Yeah. But he can't be our top rebounder. I think someone else needs to step up. And I know Rob Williams will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at uh, where we rank. It's early. It's very early. It's only four games in. Um, we're 27th in rebounding in the league, which is a little concerning. Yeah. And like you mentioned, uh, we got out-rebounded by Chicago by 15, mm. re- rebounded by Orlando by 11. And I think it's exposing our our height problems and really missing Grant or uh, missing Rob significantly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, when he comes back and he, you know, help that. He probably will. But I think – Rob's not going to be coming back anytime soon. So it's like, it's kind of up to, uh, you know, Grant, Von Leg, you know, Blake Griffin, some of those other guys to be able to be a little bit better pulling down rebounds because, you know, as you saw in Chicago, I think they gave up a, a decent amount of second chance points. And I think, you know, that's one of those things that can be deflating defensively. And I think, without Rob Williams, they're not as good defensively as well. So I think that you hope that that's something that they can clean up. Um, and I would hope that maybe it's just a opponent issue that if they're playing a team that has a lot of size or has a lot of good rebounders, they're just going to have a hard time against, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately Cleveland is one of those teams and that's the team that comes into the garden on Friday. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Not an easy match. I think no. Cleveland has established themselves in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a, a bigger game than it may appear. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think them getting Donovan Mitchell, you know, and then adding it to the pieces that they have, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, you know, Garland, they, they, have, they have a pretty good team. Yes. So. I love Jared. I, I never I never understood why Brooklyn let go of Jared Allen. I they yeah. I think they also have rebounding concerns when I was looking at mm-hmm. the league, how they sit. I think that's a guy they could definitely use. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so taking a quick look at the Celtics just for the next week, obviously the game against Cleveland at the Garden on Friday. Celtics will play Washington at the Garden on Sunday. And then they'll travel to Cleveland next Wednesday. And then they have a home game with the Bulls next Friday. So some interesting teams in there. You know, Washington's kind of a weird team. I don't really know what to make of them. Um, You know, maybe they're a play-in team, but it's just the Eastern Conference is just so stacked that I don't really know if they can really do much. You know, Beal is still there, but that's kind of all they have. I think, I think we should take care of business against the Wizards. And then mm-hmm. I think if we split against Cleveland, um, that's probably a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely some interesting kind of early season matchups that they have. 
just taking a look at their schedule. They take on uh, Memphis in a few weeks. That'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, it's Cleveland twice, Chicago, you know, some teams that I think will kind of probably be in the mix in the Eastern Conference. If I am remembering correctly, I think we played Memphis pretty well last year. Um, there was a game that they blew them out, but that was like at the end of the regular season. Right, right. But yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Jaw has looked incredible. And, oh, yeah. Um, he's so impressive. And I was going to mention just from the Orlando game, mm. just for my Duke guys. <laughs> yeah. Ben Carroll looks really good. I, I wasn't too confident. Um, I think he wasn't. He was great, or he was pretty good in college, but I didn't think he would translate too, too well to the mm-hmm. NBA, but he looks like he's doing just fine, and he yeah. did well against us as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a that's a team that I think in a few years, they could be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do have a lot of, you know, young talent. They're kind of overflowing with young talent at this point, but yeah, I was impressed with Bancaro as well. You know, I think um, his game... He's kind of, I think was just kind of okay at Duke, but I think he has kind of the the skill set to be really good in the league. So a, a guy that I think will be closely watching for the next couple of years, see how he does. Um, all right. Well, uh, any, any other Celtics thoughts that you had, uh, Derek? Nope. Just trying to keep, keep the uh, hope alive. And I think, I always ask you what's the expectations for this team and yeah. think about it myself. And I think there's no reason why the finals shouldn't be our goal again this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. You know, if you can, you can get there once you can get there again. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, good early returns on the team so far. Um, so I think, I think that's probably going to do it. I'll, you know, talk to, talk to folks next week, but, Uh, Derek, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me, Garrett. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you next week.